My name is Peter. I'm an editor on the podcast. This is just to let you know that this is part two of a two-part conversation that started in the last episode. So if you haven't heard that yet, for context, I would suggest you do. But otherwise, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And stay blessed. Here are Tolu and Arnold. Okay, so um, I think one of the things that came up for me is mm. just the power of the gospel because, you know, you mm. touched on it about how we, as black people, we need to let this stuff go. Mm. But, you know, the word speaks about how there is neither Greek nor Jew. Mm. And our perspective with the gospel isn't something that is to make it unique for black people as opposed to white people mm. or anything like that. But it's supposed to be something that is a redemption that mm. redeems even the differences between, between the people them. yeah because you it had, unifies you that's it you have yeah. jewish people who grew up with a jewish background yeah. and who knew the covenant they knew this history and journey they had with god and then you have a bunch of so-called what gentiles mm. who have no history, no history whatsoever yeah um which we fell in we fell under as well yeah. because we didn't have that jewish background you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> but the point is that there's something about the gospel that is supposed to redeem all of that even mm. in our perspective mm. and i think like you've pointed out forgiveness is such a big thing and mm. i think i know how i know how it gets especially when you've grown up and you've experienced it maybe not necessarily being the slave so to speak as no. the slave master but when you've experienced racism direct blatant yeah. racism unprovoked in any way shape yeah. form or another like it creates, it can create, it can create a standard within oh, you that now becomes a new resistance point for you, or something that you have to intentionally resist, not to yield to in situations. So, mm. like, I'll talk about my background a bit as well. So, growing up, I grew up in East London. Mm. You got out, bro. I got out. <laughs> <laughs> you got out real early. Um, but yeah, I grew up, born and and raised in there, man. And I think when we when we we started off living in Stratford. Mm. Um, up until I was about seven years old. Mm. And at that time, like, racism was still Rife. prevalent. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, literally the only reason or the one of the main reasons we moved from Stratford to Canning Town when I was seven yeah. was because of racism. So some of the white people in the area used to, like, stab up my mom's car tires, smash our windows, wow. like, graffiti, all of this kind of racist stuff. And I was seven. I still remember this stuff till now. Wow. But that was part of the experience that I had as a child. And so when we ended up moving wow. and stuff, like I remember experiencing stuff even in school, like where you'd have um, certain white people that would treat you a certain way. And so I remember when I moved to Cannon Town and stuff, like by then it's like you've been through so much, it toughens you up a bit. Mm. And I think at the time when I moved to Cannon Town as well, there was still um, like white people and stuff like that around who... You, you, you sent some undertones of being treated differently, um, but there was a whole lot of black people. And I think in the time that I grew up, like it was almost like the community of black people almost became like a strength <laughs> in that part of East London. Yeah. So it's like, as much as that racism existed when I was a child, it's like, now nah, we're grown now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so if anyone wants to bring it, bring the whole of the end is coming yeah, for this yeah. kind of thing. And so, um, so there was definitely a lot more of a blending that I think the racism became less obvious mm. like no one was smashing our windows anymore mm. no one was stabbing our tires anymore eventually as the years went on um but that was some of the experience that i had growing up um and then obviously i grew up around a bunch of black people mm. um and you know the environment wasn't one where you saw a lot of black people who went on to progress and 
to take up senior roles in 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 um, corporate positions to see people starting and taking over and running businesses that are excelling you didn't really see that mm. you were surrounded by a lot of the same old stuff where you would see um broken homes you'd see a lot of people who would um some would go to uni maybe take out the student loan do a little thing with that buy some nice cars and all of that kind of stuff but mm. never finish you'd mm. see people that would choose the roads selling drugs and stuff like that doing crime some would go to prison some would keep doing it and so your perception of what success looked like was very limited mm. when it came to the people you could see mm. who you could relate to because your perception of what a black successful person looks like in the ends is pretty much the person that's driving the nice shiny car mm. um who got it by any means necessary they don't have to go to work mm. but they've got money coming in on the mm. regs and they've got a reputation and that was kind of what um i grew up around and so god saved me <laughs> god saved me um i surrendered when i was i think i was around 18 mm. um crucial time i was in college and and so naturally like i had a few friends around as well who um who'd surrendered to god as well and so like i became a part of a community of young black believers um who were just doing their thing for god mm. and so that community was something that i really like got involved in and stuff like that as well grew up around did bible studies and those kind of things together um eventually went off to uni dropped out came back qualified <laughs> and finished my degree but coming back to the the main point we've been speaking about like entering the corporate world mm. was a different experience because again like from the very first job that i came into there weren't a lot of examples of mm. black people who i could relate to and I think this was the distinction because in my first job after graduating, there were some black people, there were some Asian people who were in senior roles, mm. but they weren't people that I could relate to. In what way? So they were people that I shared the same skin color, mm. but their background, their whole journey mm. was a completely different experience from mine. Mm. And so, for example, it would have been like the, the Cambridge graduate. Mm or the Oxford graduate mm. who so happened to be black and they've got their own journey as mm. well. But it's like, I'm this guy from East London who doesn't even speak Queen's English so mm. to speak. <laughs> mm. And so there was that kind of a difference. But um, for me, I know one thing going back to, to my history, one of the things that even before I got saved, I know God used to kind of break boundaries and give me a wider perspective was a mentor in secondary school. Um, wow. Yeah, man, I was a part of a mentorship program. So what they did is... the From people, secondary school? Yeah, in secondary That's school. That's amazing. Yeah, man. And I feel like, I think at the time they were even piloting it as well. Um, but... I love being a pilot. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's dope. But um, what they did is the children who were gifted and talented in certain sub... Or in different subjects, they basically assigned us a mentor who was someone who was really successful in a corporate position in central London. Mm. And so I got assigned a, um, a partner in a very big American law firm. Really? Yeah, English guy. White guy? Yeah, white guy. Um, wow. Did, didn't look anything like me, didn't speak anything <laughs> well, like really me good. at all. That's but really that's good who though. my mentor was. Yeah. And so, um, but one thing that I valued about that relationship is at that time, I don't know how much sense I made of it because, you know, I did the yeah. mentoring meetings, we had conversations, but it wasn't until later on when I decided I was going to study law at uni, I reached out to him, really? Googled him one time, remembered his name, found him, just sent him an email and said, hi, you know, um, I know we haven't spoken for years and I'm not sure if you remember me, but this is who did I am. Did he remember you? We were a part of the mentoring program. He totally remembered me. 
That's amazing, um, man. And and I basically said to him, you know, um, I'm planning to study law. Okay. Um, and and you know what? I think <laughs> I was real brazen back then because yeah. I didn't even try to build a rapport or anything. Just I just came in. in. I said, yeah, look, um, hope you're doing well and all of that. Yeah, I've decided to study law. Um, and I was wondering if you'd be able to um, arrange for me to do a work placement at your firm. And it's like, I look back on that now and I feel wow. like that was so unpolished. Like, Honestly. <laughs> there was no finesse in that. No. Like, it's not even like I said, oh yeah, let's catch up for coffee or anything like that. Just straight in. But, um, but he responded. But he responded. He responded. But, that, but that's the he thing. Was, yeah. That's the thing is that sometimes we're so scared to do that. Yeah. Like, when you're young, you're like, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. But then as you get older, you realize, oh, okay. Exactly. You get a bit scared about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? But yeah, I was real brazen, man. Wow. Real unpolished, but it worked. <laughs> so. Wow. So he turned around and he was like, yeah, he totally remembers me. He was happy to hear from me. And straight away, like, I remember I was on my way to the airport um, to fly to Uganda with my family for a holiday. And I remember literally opening my email and seeing a confirmation email from him, copying in someone else in the company saying, you know, um, further to our conversations, um, you'll be able to basically start on this day. It was a two-week placement, I think it was. Um, and yeah, they fit all around me. So I came back from the holiday and I had a placement lined up. But you see, like, that is also the combination of God and you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there's no way you could have made yourself get on that pilot yeah. scheme for the mentorship. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was way beyond that's, what I was doing. That's God, right? <laughs> yeah. And even the idea coming back later of, oh, actually, I had this connection. I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. That's still God. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you actually did it. Executed that's you yeah right so it's that combination of you and god again is just that's dope yeah and i'm i'm hearing all this stuff for the first time like yeah. i didn't even know none of this that's this is good. cool <laughs> yeah so yeah so those are my two fishes and five loads god prospered it wow <laughs> multiplied it and i came back to this two-week placement but i will never forget that placement because you know having grown up in east mm. and like the most I'd seen in terms of a law firm before that mentoring program was like a high street firm at the end of my road and yeah. I never saw any of the lawyers or anything ever. Like, mm. it w I didn't really have any exposure mm. for myself on a personal level. But when I went to this placement, yeah. like, the way things were set up for me, they gave me an office of my own. Huh? Like, big old building, central London. Like, we're not talking about like a high street, small digger digger firm over there. Like, we're talking about a big boy american law firm big name um big brand and they gave me my own office a huge office had my name on the door Shut up. listen and me i come in young wow. boy from east london just there in my suit and i'm looking around i'm like nah and my life That's can't amazing. stay the same <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my amazing. life can't stay the same because and you know it's not even to say that like the office or that job is no. something that makes you but it's the experience or the exposure and i think the level of thinking that it took me to to think you're not bound by your experience. No. You're not bound by your what you've been exposed to before. You don't have to become another example of one of these um, negative outcomes. There because is so much more to it. What people don't probably know though is that you're also senior in your company. Oh yeah, right. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, like yeah. you have a, you're, you're a senior person in your yeah. company. Like yeah. the guy that you report into is the guy that runs the company. Yeah, right. So it's not like you're not doing that yeah but actually we've had such different journeys yeah you know and yet we've still ended up in pretty interestingly similar positions yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know so that for me is amazing that actually look it really doesn't matter yeah kind of 
where you start from, mm. right? You, people can use where they start from either as something that puts them in a hole yeah, or as something that they use as, okay, I've come from here, but this is where I'm going. That's it, yeah. You know, you can use those experiences to say, actually, look, this is what I've learned from it. Yeah. This is how I'm going to do things differently. Yeah. And you can all end up in, like, so when we were growing up, we were so poor. Yeah. Oh my life. We were so <laughs> poor. It was wretched. <laughs> Literally wretched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I end up in these rooms with all these like rich kids. Yeah. I'm thinking, how are we in the same place? You don't know where like, I've come you, from. You don't know where I've come from. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's amazing how like a different perspective. Yeah. I like what you said about like seeing that office Exposure. and seeing that. When you're exposed to different things, yeah. it really opens your eyes to go, this is actually how people live their lives. Yeah. You know, like that wretched life that I had, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. And there's no reason why I can't be like that. Yeah. You know, but sometimes we think, oh, I've come from this place and oh, da, 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 da. well, yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like actually like you have a big God too. Like, come on now, let's this is, about, <laughs> this is it. This is it. Like you have a massive God. Yeah. Who actually is for you. Absolutely. And like God wants us in those places. Mm. And it's like sometimes I, I it really freaks me out sometimes. Yeah. Because so my boss, um, he took on ownership of this project at work about mm. reverse mentoring. Mm. And as part of the BAME thing, they also wanted to do reverse mentoring. Yeah. Right. So they're trying to connect it all together. And like me being me, like I'm like, look, I don't I don't necessarily need to be involved with that. Like they're saying, Oh, maybe you could do it. And I'm yeah. thinking, no, 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 it's fine, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I said, Oh, there's a girl who's more junior than me. She's like a like a mixed race girl. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe actually it could be good for her to do yeah. it. And so I'd passed it off and I said, totally Okay, she can do on. it. Because <laughs> for me, I'm like, I don't That's what's up. Yeah, it's like not all for me. No. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, cool. And then my boss kind of called me. He's like, boy, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, because it's with the managing director of our company. Ooh. Right? And I'm just thinking, nice, cool. Like, put her on. It's all, all good. Yeah. My boss is like, no, I want you in there. Yeah. I'm like, what? How He's like, I know you. Yeah. I know that you won't be phased by the moment. I know mm. this. I trust you. I know that you will, you know. Hmm. And he's like, and this really needs to go well yeah. because the experience that the MD has of reverse mentoring yeah. will actually impact what he says to his management team. Yeah. So if it goes well with him, it will cascade through to everyone else. Yeah. Right? So I find myself in the room with our managing director. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I in this room? Yeah. And he turns to me and he goes, oh, hey, Tony, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, we're going to be working together quite a lot. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he said... We took a like a survey um, to find out who's connected to different people within the business, yeah. and who do people go to to get stuff done, and da 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 da. And he said, and your name came in like the top fifteen. Hmm. And I'm looking at him like, uh, huh? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what? You don't remember my whole, bro? Where I've come where from? Where have I come from? <laughs> right? Because I'm thinking, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, and it's not even like I ever set out to do anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to do my job, just trying to be good at my job. Yeah. And he goes, oh, so we're putting together the connectors, as mm. he calls them. And I'm going to meet with them regularly. And they're going to feed back to me and try and, you know, tell me about what are people saying and all this stuff. Mm. So I'm having the reverse mentoring with him. And he's telling me things that I'm like. And he's asking me like, what do you think? Yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, and that's, that's actually a good point. And in that moment, I know it's God, yeah. right? Because firstly, 
I didn't put myself here. Yeah. I, I almost actively tried to get out of doing it. Do you know what I mean? I said, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it's cool. Put someone else there. Yeah. But I still ended up in that position. Yeah. And in that position, when I'm talking to him, I'm not just trying to talk out my, I'm not just, you know, trying to chatter, chatter. I'm trying to say, okay, actually, what is wisdom? Mm. You know, what is God saying in this situation mm-hmm. for him? You know, and he's asking me questions and I'm giving him opinions and he's actually like thinking, oh, that's actually quite good. Yeah. And then I see those things coming through and I'm like, God, you're literally amazing because yeah. I couldn't have put myself there. Come on. And then I couldn't have had wisdom to give to someone who operates yeah. at that level. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, what? Yeah. But it comes back to where I came from is very different to where he came from. Yeah. You know, he is like, he's a great guy. He's yeah. like an older white guy, but like, we come from a very different place. Yeah. And that's one of the things in the BAME group that people talk about is, look, I don't have anything in common with those people, mm. right? Do you think I have, I, he loves football, I hate football, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. He loves Spurs, I couldn't care anything less about anything like <laughs> yeah, that, right? Yeah. But what you do is instead of focusing on what divides you, yeah. you focus on what actually come connects on, come you. Come on, this will preach. You know, that's, that's yeah. what people don't get is that, look, if I'm in a room full of people that I have nothing in common with yeah. on the surface, yeah. find what you have in common with that person, yeah, yeah. you know, ask more questions about them. Mm. And it's about, okay, how do I find what connects us versus yeah. what divides us? Yeah. Right, because that's how no matter what room you're in, there's always going to be something that connects you with those yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, that was a tangent. So a couple of things I want to throw in there. I remember okay. what I wanted to say before cool. as well. So first of all, the the differences. Mm. Yeah, it's such a powerful thing to have the perspective of knowing that these differences don't need to divide us. No. Because a lot of the time, actually, there's so much fruit that can come from when two completely different people yeah. come together, find common ground. Yeah. And they're able to work on a project. Bro, because the women I work with, we're yeah. so different. Yeah. And like when you watch us work together, it's almost like we're fighting. Yeah. But the product that comes out of the end is a million times better than if I'd done it by myself or if she had. Because the differences. Yeah. And that's a lot of the time. It's the different backgrounds that you've had, the different yeah. experiences that influence the way that you might think or yeah. look at something that can perfectly mesh when you don't come with like an aggressive or... A, a divided approach but yeah. you're coming thinking okay cool we might not look the same we might not sound the same but, but we have the same goal we have the same end goal yeah. and there's a way that with this big god behind me yeah. whether they're a believer or not don't matter <laughs> with this big god behind me mm. there's a way that he can even redeem these differences and use them for something that is going to be good and productive and have a great outcome i think what we forget sometimes is that god made us all different yeah right on so purpose. On purpose. Thank you. Yeah. He it wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. That's not part of the curse. Yeah. Like God made us all different on yeah. purpose. Yeah. So those differences that he's put there mm. are there to bring out the best in us. Mm. And sometimes we see them as these dividing things, but actually no, that's what God has instituted mm-hmm. to make sure that actually stuff comes out. Yeah. That's why even if we go back right back to the beginning, Adam and Eve, yeah. he made them different. Yeah. You yeah. know, she had stuff that he didn't have. He had stuff that she didn't have. Yeah. But that togetherness is what's important. Take the world, subdue it, fill it, multiply. And have authority. And that happened through differences. Through differences. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And I think even just to add that to that as well, I, I appreciate that all of our listeners might not be black. So mm. even if you're not black, this is something that you could probably listen into to get maybe some insight and understanding, but you're not isolated from this conversation because no. you add value also. But that's the thing but for me is that all of these things are universal, yeah. whether you're black or yeah. not. Differences, that's differences, the main point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And everyone has that thing that is a bit of 
there's almost like a hang up about them. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. all got that thing that is our insecurity. Yeah. We've all got that thing that we need to be aware of. Yeah. You know, when you go into a situation. So for me, like like you said, this isn't about black, white, yeah. anything like that. It's literally about look, how do you how do you connect with people? How yeah. do you learn to influence people? And not in a manipulative way, you know, but yeah. it's actually like influences saying, Look, I have this idea, right, and this is how I think we should do things. Yeah. And as Christians, look, our ideas we need to be getting God's ideas into situations, right? Yeah. Because that's why we're there. Mm. You know, we're there to bring kingdom mm. into those situations. Come on. So when I'm talking about, okay, how are, how are different ethnic groups treated fairly? Yeah. That's a kingdom principle. Absolutely. It's actually, okay, how do we do this so that people are equal, people yeah. have a beautiful time? You know, when my managing director is asking me questions about, okay, you know, in terms of how we deal with people on, say, this or that, mm. I'm trying to think, okay, what's biblically what's the kingdom principle yeah. that we're trying to follow yeah you know how do we bring kingdom into what we're doing yeah and that's why for me it's not even about me it's about who i represent mm. you know i'm trying to bring god into that situation mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it's not about going oh the bible says you should do this yeah but you know it's putting it into language that they understand yeah you know it's just stuff like that that regardless of who you are yeah those are those are principles that should stand you in good stead yeah and something else i want to add as well is that within this whole differences and sometimes your difference is making you feel unqualified, whether it's because you're <laughs> black and you feel like all of the people in those senior roles are white or whether it's because you're a woman mm. and all of the people in senior roles are men or whatever the difference is, mm. that difference is something that gives you an opportunity to step out in faith yeah. and see what God will see do. See what God will do. Come and on. I say that because like, I know like if I, I'm, I'm not even going to front yeah. When I look at the the roles that I've done, mm. even like to date, yeah, mm. the the company I worked for before, the company that I'm working for now, mm. like the role that I'm in, bro, I dared with God, <laughs> <laughs> like literally rolled the dice with God. Yeah. I remember the 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 one that was for the big four. Yeah, I even forgot that I even applied because I just put wow. out so many applications. And one day I was just out um, for lunch with one of my cousins. We're just out there, Pizza Express, uh, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pizza Express, holler at us if you want to get mentioned again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was out there just having lunch and my phone rings and the person picks up and says, you know, um, hi, I'm calling from X firm. And I was like, wait, what? Calling from where? And at first I even thought to myself, is this a prank call? Mm. Like, <laughs> but literally I remember from that phone call to being invited into interview to sitting in the interview and even having like answering the questions mm. feeling like at one point now nah, i messed up mm. having to pause drink some water and continue the conversation mm. which has happened to me more than once by the way mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a standard thing right but, but yeah, yeah like um like i dared with god because at that stage there was nothing i didn't know anybody mm. from the ends mm. i didn't in fact period i didn't know anybody that worked for that firm mm. I didn't know anybody who worked for a firm on that level. Mm. I knew nobody. It was just a building that I'd seen out of my window from a distance wow. in Canary Wharf from being a child. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was one of those places that you would ride your bike past and just look into and just like not necessarily pay any no, mind. Well, and think, yeah. yeah, one day I'm going to be working for this organization and this company and stuff. And so that one, I dared with God. Mm. Um, the role that I'm in now, like some people don't know it but on paper i didn't have the experience required for this mm. role like i had no experience in this industry mm. um in in the context that i work in in, in compliance mm. i had different compliance experience but i didn't have the direct experience of doing 
what this um, particular role required me to do. Mm. But nonetheless, I dared with God, mm. you know. <laughs> I went to the interview and I just had a conversation. And I think this comes back to one of the things you mentioned before, which I really wanted to pick up on about not necessarily trying to be somebody that you're not, mm. you know. Mm. Like understanding the climate, yes, identifying that you might need to present yourself in a particular way so that you don't feed into some of the stereotypes but also remaining true to who Arnold is and who Tolu is. Yeah. And so on that one in particular, the interview for the role, um, my most cur- my current role, um, I remember I'd, like, there was no change in my voice. There was no change mm. in my tone. I spoke to him like I would speak to anybody else. Mm. I didn't speak slang, but <laughs> like I equally didn't try to you put on a voice. You would no. say like, this is how I speak. And you know, no. I, just, like, I didn't do any of that. Because my thing was, at the end of the day, yes, I'm different, but you're not judging me or making your decision on how I look or how I sound. No. You're making your assessment on the value that I can add and the problems that I can solve for your organization. And that's what you spoke about as well, the, yeah. the, the problem solving. And I think when we take the focus off of ourselves yeah. and how we look or what mm. our differences are, mm. and we put our perspective more on, and this is the practical application of loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm. This is the practical application of working as unto God as yeah. instead of as unto as men. Man. Because yeah. you actually then come to this job, you come to this idea, this thing, not with the perspective of what's in it for me, no. but more like, okay, what are the problems that this company is facing? Yeah. What are the problems that this particular person at this particular level right, has to yeah. deal with? Because if I can solve their problems, yeah. what? You think they're going to turn around and say that they don't want... Even if they were racist. Yeah. yeah? They need you to they solve their problems. You. And especially yeah. like if you're, if you're committed to solving problems and to adding value and, you know, taking care of the things that you know matter to the people that mm. are um, running the company or who are managing you or whatever it is. When you commit yourself to those things... Like, put yourself in their position. You're running a company. This young guy or girl comes along Mm. and they don't look like you. They don't sound like you. Mm. But everything that has been bothering you, that you've been going home to complain to your wife about for the last five, seven, ten years, Mm. they've come in and in the first two weeks, they've fixed it. Mm. They've taken away the pains Mm. (laughs) that have been making this this business a burden for you. Mm. And like, these are the practical applications of how we can start loving our boss, loving yeah. the, organi- the, the owner of the organization, loving our manager um, as we would um, love ourselves yeah. because we focus on solving the problems problem. that they have the same way we would want people to solve our problems. So there's two things, Go, right? Shoot. So one of the things you said is about they don't look like me, right? Yeah. And I took that as, you know, I'm black, he's white, right? Yeah. Because one of the things that, oh, so when we were in that steering group, right? Yeah. I looked down the guy who was next to me right yeah he's wearing like ripped jeans and in the rips of the jeans it says blah 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 (laughs) (sighs) my heart literally sank right yeah because i get that it's a media company right so there is something about look it's a media company we dress how we want to dress but also how you're dressed will determine how people address you. Perceive you, yeah, 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 100%. So like this girl I was talking to her, she said, oh, there used to be this guy who used to walk around in a suit and stuff. And I used to think he was really important. And then I asked someone like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, that's the guy that swaps the ink in the printer. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's it. But he carried himself in such a way. And how you dress also affects how you carry yourself. Mm. You know, because when you're in like that stuff, 
you feel a certain way, mm. you know, and that's how you present yourself. That's how you come across. Mm. So it's not saying, you know, pretend and that kind of stuff, but actually how you present yourself to other people yeah. will impact firstly how seriously they take you yeah. and also how they listen to you. Yeah. So that's kind of like an aside in terms of, look, I get it. Like you want to be comfortable and stuff, but also yeah. there's a greater purpose in how you present yourself. Yeah. I just want to quickly add on to yeah. that. And it might not always be forever because sometimes it's just yep. about the first like they don't know you from Adam nope and so first impression their first first impressions make a difference but that's different from when you're somebody who has a proven track record yeah. of adding value that's why Mark, Mark Zuckerberg problems. can t- turn up whatever he wants everyone's yeah. like he wears a t-shirt exactly he also yeah. runs a multi-billion <laughs> dollar company yeah. that he started yeah he probably didn't do that necessarily at the beginning yeah. like when he went out to those meetings he Absolutely, probably dressed yeah. up but now he's Mark Zuckerberg and he can wear whatever he wants this is it so it's navigating and knowing how to navigate what is right for where you are yeah because if it's the first conversation with a blind stranger mm. that has never that has no history on you whatsoever or mm. no evidence to show that you're even the person that can solve their problems mm. you know make it easier on yourself yeah don't feed into this the stereotypes is it. make it easier because this yourself. is what it is you make, make it when easy. when you choose to walk into those situations and say yeah listen i got the talent and what somebody say something to me i'm wearing my shorts what is it like when you come with that kind of attitude a lot of people will switch off from the beginning they don't Straight. even care about what problems you've solved in no. the past they don't care about the value you say you can add no but you've made it a lot more difficult for that conversation to, to end with a yes. So this was actually the second point that I was going to make, right? Yeah. It was about humility. Mm. Because there is something about solving a problem for someone, but not making them feel stupid yeah. because you solved their problem. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes that's what we want to do. It's like, yeah, I'm that. I'm this. Yeah, I solve <laughs> yeah. problems. I'm what, son? That's it's like, it. <laughs> but no, actually, people don't like to be around that. Yeah. And actually, like, even like psychologically, right? Is that like, I'm very comfortable with the fact that I might have an idea yeah. that my boss will take forward and he will get the glory for it. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people are not. Yeah, absolutely. Because they think I had that it's idea. It's a burner in the flesh. Bro, <laughs> but bigger picture, right? Yeah, what on. is more important? The fact that the idea that you had got taken forward mm. and it got implemented and you see the results mm. or the fact that your name is on the idea mm. because let's know very well like whoever takes that idea forward because firstly if the idea came forward as my idea it might not get done yeah but because it's coming forth as his idea yeah it comes with more clout yeah you know and it's understanding that and actually having that humility and that's something i i really am working on every day is that yeah. like, i need to be humble about any input that I have mm. or, you know, cause it's so easy to start to get all puffed up. Absolutely, and I've, yeah. I've actually seen it happen sometimes. Right. Yeah. We're even with myself yeah. where, you know, we start to feel like we're experts. Yeah. So these people had had this idea about how we want to do a certain thing. Mm. And it was a really manual, really long idea. Mm. Right. And I started getting all high and mighty about it because this is the kind of stuff they do all the time. Yeah. And I'm talking to this guy and I was, to be honest, I wasn't, I was trying, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. You know, when you're like, oh, who signed off on this? And yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. And then he just forwarded me this email that I was on. <laughs> <laughs> when the idea had come out. Who hacked my email? Bro, like, <laughs> and, oh, I, I had to humble myself, yeah. you know, because I was on the email, but at the time I didn't look at it mm. and I didn't do my due diligence on that. Mm. And then I got all like high and mighty about mm. it because I gave him a solution for mm. what needed to happen. I said, oh, why don't we do this? But in giving him the solution, I wasn't humble. Mm. I said, oh, who thought of this? And all, that, all of that stuff was unnecessary. Yeah. I should have just said, oh, this is what I think we can do. Yeah. 
you know, and it would have helped him. It helped him save face as well. Yeah. But then I made him feel bad because then I started saying, oh, how did this idea come through? Yeah. Who was signed off on this? My name was on that email. Mad. And it just showed me like, look, it can switch up very quickly. Yeah. And you need to be humble, right? So like, yes, you might know the answer. Yeah. Right. But firstly, God gave you the answer. Yeah. Because I find in those situations, I'm just sitting there and thinking, oh, why don't we do this? Yeah. You know? It's not my idea. Yeah. And then I want to be like braggadocious about an idea that wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. So humility is so key. Yeah. And especially with when you're dealing with people at, at top levels, not mm. even actually even scratch that, dealing with people at any level, yeah. humility is key. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and if you can solve people's problems, like be humble about it. And even the people you lead as well, that humility matters. Yeah. Because in order for a strong team that, can be led by you to continue being led by you yeah. if you're the kind of person that's on this pride thing of coming and beating your chest every time you do something that changes the direction of the company they don't it doesn't create a good environment no um no. at all gone it also doesn't allow because what's crazy is that the more you start to lead right the yeah. more you start to realize that actually some of my people are smarter than me yeah right because we're getting older yeah 100 percent. they know more about the world yep. than we do <laughs> yep you know and you start to realize that you know my people are super smart yeah and i need to steward that properly but if yeah. i'm not if i'm not humble about it their ideas are just going to get suppressed and suppressed Absolutely. and suppressed Come because on. they're not my ideas and then the whole company suffers because of pride Exactly. In one leader exactly. who has refused to allow someone who is at a lower, um, in a lower role and a lower position than them yeah. to actually add the value that they were probably hired to bring but in the first that's place. Exa- <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it is. Like, you hire people because yeah. they're super smart. Yeah. And su- I think it was Steve Jobs who was always saying, like, look, hire super smart people to do what they do and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, absolutely. Like, there's a place for training and that kind of stuff. But look, these people know things that I don't know. Mm. So let me actually champion those people. And what I always try and do is like, look, when it gets to that level of, okay, now I need to put forward the idea, mm. right? I try and find the balance between me sponsoring the idea and being like, yeah, this is a great idea. Mm. But then as that process is happening, I will say, oh, so-and-so really had this idea, mm. you know, or I bring them into the meeting. Yeah. And then I will say, oh, you know, they had this idea and yeah. da, 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 you know? Yeah. And then I might link it and say, oh, you remember when we were talking about this thing? Well, yeah. so-and-so had this idea that could really help us with that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and it's about humility both ways. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I like what you said about actually for the people below you. Humility yeah. is so key. And that's yeah. what you're breeding in them as well. Yeah. Because I was talking to my boss today um, and I was saying, look, some of the stuff that you did when we started working together yeah. is the stuff that I do with my guys now. Oh, come on. You know, because what he would do is he would take me to meetings that are three times above my pay grade. Yeah. You know, like I'm in this room going, what am I doing in this room? Yeah. You know, but then I see how he talks to different stakeholders. Yeah. I see how he navigates the politics. Exposure. It was, it's invaluable. The power of exposure. Honestly. Like, and I listen to Carrie Newhoff. I listen to him like, every week yeah. sometimes multiple types right yeah, yeah and the latest one i don't know if you listened to it was about generosity no i have an idea it's about how you get people to be more generous mm. and one of the things that he was saying is that there's different types of generosity so when we think about generosity we think about money mm. but he said you can be generous with your money mm. you can be generous with your time mm. and you can be generous with your influence mm. so even just the act of saying look I know this person, I know this person, let me connect them together. Yeah. And because I've connected them together, 
it goes further than if they had to try and make it work by yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like there are situations where we have more influence than mm. we know, and it's actually being generous with our influence. Mm. You know, and I thought, wow. Yeah. Like there are situations at work where I can be generous with my influence. Absolutely. You know, and it's looking out for those situations. Like, okay, yeah. how can I use what has been trusted to me? Because influence is trusted to us. Yeah. How can I use that to make other people's lives better? Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah, do you know, and it's it's an example that I'm thinking of even um, with my current role and even my previous role mm. as well is just times where people in my team mm. have contributed something that I had absolutely nothing to do with mm. and I can tell that they've added massive value. Mm. But I know that if I don't have a conversation that no makes that know. known in the public, yeah. it, will it will go by the wayside. No, yeah. well, no, they'll probably even assume that it was me. Yeah, and so like being intentional about even mm. like making sure that the people that you're leading are, you know, associated and rewarded and acknowledged for their hard work. Yeah, like okay, so they're one of the ladies in my team now at the moment. Mm. She's very, she's very hardworking. Mm. Like she's so good at her job. She does things that she does things without needing to be told. She uses initiative. She's I love like those people. There are so many great things oh. about her as a um, yeah. as, as someone to <coughs> under me. But one of the other things is she's also not the kind of person that likes to have the attention on her. Mm. So she's the kind of person that would do a great job, but not be concerned that nobody said anything. Yeah. Like on at face value anyway. Mm. But me, knowing the journey that I've been through, mm. like if I know you've done something great, I'm not even trying to take your, no. your, your shine. I want that to be shown because at the end of the day, like... I know that my time there is for a season. I don't know how long or how short I'll be there for. Mm. But I know that working with this lady, my desire is for her to grow, to develop, bro, and to eventually someday take over and go ahead. No, it's your responsibility. Yeah. Like, as a manager, your responsibility is to actually make sure that your people are known. Yeah. Right? That the work that they do is known, and that when you go, they can step up into your role, or yeah. they can step into your role in a different place. Yeah. You know, like, it's your desire. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it's also our responsibility to do that and that is a responsibility that a lot of people or not even a lot actually i can't say i don't know everybody but mm. can often go overlooked mm -hmm. and so like in my previous role um i had a a person who was in one of the management roles over me who she was not about like mm. she was very happy to take things forward and to you know be the name on everything and to never allow for people's good work to be recognized mm. And so for me in that situation, it was one of those ones where it was like, boy, I know God sees mm. and I know that bigger than your decision to try and take the glory or not, mm. God knows what is right. And so even though I'm not acknowledged, that was a lesson for me in that, in that moment as well. Like yeah. he was, I think he spoke about something similar. In that moment for me, the lesson was, are you going to now start beating your chest and start acting out because they didn't want to recognize you? Yeah. And I had no. to allow it, do you know what I mean? And yeah. keep moving and keep doing what I was doing. But ultimately, um, again, and something you spoke on as well, that was an example for me not to, to replicate, yeah. but to flip on its flip head on its and head. make sure that when I'm in a position of influence like that, yeah. I don't steal no. from other people or try to rob or play that dirt again. Because this is the thing, as believers, like this is bigger than just being yeah. in the workplace. This no. is bigger than just you work for this company and you're under this amazing senior person with God knows how many years experience yeah. because we have God behind us. Yeah. And so... God opens doors that nobody can close. Honestly. And he closes doors that no one can open. open yeah. And so perspective wise, like it's so important. And I found in my own journey that it's so important to get off of just the trying to, you know, 
mold and shape things in such a way that makes it go the direction that you're trying to make it go so that mm. you can win and so on and so forth. Yeah. But actually, let's practice the principles that we read in the Word. Because actually, what we forget sometimes is that people are watching you. Yeah. Right? So when you go in and they say, oh, what did you do at the weekend? Oh, I went to church and da-da-da-da. You yeah. talk about faith. But then they see that, look, you backstabbed me. Yeah. You took my Come work on. and you called it your own. Bad like you taste didn't even, in their mouth. Honestly, you're thinking, oh, this is what Christians are like. Yeah. But actually, you see, if you see that, look, I'm trying to be honest, you know, this is how. And it is not, it's not even about creating a perception because yeah. I'm very real with my guys. Come on. Right? Yeah. And what is so crazy, right, is that sometimes you might be having a bad moment where like, oh, I really feel like doing this. And they're like, yeah, but you're Christian, so you can't do that. That's it. They'll hold you to account. Honestly, like people <laughs> listen to that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just, like, you know, they know that I'm just sharing. Like, yeah. I have feelings just like you. Yeah. This situation impacts me just yeah. like you but they also know that look he felt that way yeah and now i've seen how he's dealt with that person yeah he's dealt with that person with grace or with mercy or with whatever Absolutely. it is yeah you know so people are also watching there's yeah. so much more about it because we're not just influencing businesses and yeah. decisions yeah it should be about influencing eternity and right? that's it yeah with yeah. eternal impact yeah you're right exactly absolutely man so eternal perspective on everything yeah brilliant chat tolly very good <laughs> i appreciate it man thank you cool if you like the conversation wanted to add to it in any way shape or form feel free to leave comments wherever comments are left if you want to get in touch with us we have an email address it's info at reason to mm. but again we do want to say thank you for listening in taking the time to hear our conversation um you know, ultimately, this isn't just about us talking for the sake of talking. It's no. about helping you wherever you are and at whatever stage you're in in life mm. to, yeah, take this faith and see its practical application in real life settings. So we hope you're getting that. And I really feel like this is some of the stuff that I feel like we're learning it. Yeah. But the reason that we've learned it is so that other people can learn it. Yeah. Quicker. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like I'm 30 now. You know, yeah. but there's someone who's like 19, 20, who's not even, they're not even out of uni yet, yeah. you know, and actually they're going to, I want, what I want is for them to, when they get into the workplace, they already know all these things that it's taken us some time to learn, Come on, yeah. you know, and for me personally, it's like leadership is so important, mm. especially as Christians, like, you know, like in Nigeria, like they're like, we will be the head and not the tail, and, <laughs> you know, but it's true, yeah. right? Because that's what we're meant to do even yeah. if i don't have an official position of leadership yeah we are still leaders in come our generation on, come on talk about it you know so i need to know how to navigate leadership well yeah and how to be a good steward because some steward because sometimes we don't realize that we're leading yeah yeah and it's known that look you're always leading yeah even if right now you just look like you're leading yourself yeah lead yourself well that's it you know because people are watching yeah especially as Christians, like you put that target on your back the moment you say you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like genuinely people, people are watching for you yeah. to see how you do things. Yeah. So it's really important that people get this and people are actually taking the lessons early. Yeah. Because um, a lot of this stuff is stuff that we've, we've experienced as we've gone through. Yeah. And I would really love for kind of our experiences to be the platform for what takes other people way further. Yeah, man, so, that would be amazing. Yeah. And, and just a quick one, I wanted to say this much earlier on but i'm going to say it now even though it's the end mm. exposure don't be afraid to get outside of what you're used to oh so big like honestly so big. i think if there's one thing that i think god has used to really launch me mm. 
into so many different experiences and um, situations that I never otherwise would have been is exposure to outside of what I'm used to. And so coming from East London, being exposed to that law firm in central London, I had no connection on a natural level that would have taken me there, but that exposure gave me something. Mm. Exposure to people that, like I said, don't look like you, sound like you, Mm. um, you might not think you can relate to, Mm. but, you know, have those conversations with people that you never otherwise would have. Yeah. You know, spend time with people that you never otherwise would have. Put yourself in situations that you never otherwise would have been. And it's not to force something to happen, but it's just because we all have something to to bring to the table and some value to add to one another. And you never know where that one conversation or that one visit to a place that you've never been before that's Mm. outside of your comfort zone all of those little things traveling totally can give you a long list I'm sure of places to visit <laughs> let, let me tell you yeah because I went to Poland yeah come right? on what are and you doing <laughs> in Poland bro bro <laughs> I went for a wedding yeah and I love weddings first yeah but I was looking at it and I was thinking oh Poland's gonna be racist yeah I, I, at first I didn't want to go because of money yeah so first it was money and then yeah. I thought oh and it's racist and this and that yeah and then I looked at the exchange rate and I actually thought oh, actually no this is super cheap yeah and these are people that I really love so I'm gonna mm. go for their wedding mm-hmm. and there's that fear of am I gonna go get lynched in Poland yeah you know yeah. Like, <laughs> But bro, Poland yeah. changed my perspective. Come on. Like it was beautiful. The yeah. people were so friendly. Yeah. And I'm I'm like in some it's not like, you know, Warsaw or Krakow or anything like that. This is like out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was like this little untouched kind of place. And yeah. people were so friendly. Come on. You know, so go do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and you see how people do things differently. Yeah. They can give you ideas for what needs to change, you mm, know, mm. when you get into experience. So like I work with a Polish girl now, mm. you know, and even just that bond of I've been to your country, you know, that makes a difference. And the hostility that might have been there because you might have thought Polish people are racist. racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's gone. It's, it's dispelled gone. because you've had an experience for yourself. Exactly. That's not based on fear no. and hearsay. We're going to end up doing a whole other podcast. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Love, peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs>